You've done it again. What? I literally just started, and the first words that you said were, yeah, you fucking bastards. (laughs) (laughs) I I was on the Telegraph, and they brought up a paywall. Okay, right. Welcome. I think it's a fair comment. Okay, that's fine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rise and Scan. (laughs) Well, we're back. We've had a load of fucking nightmare admin. Sorry we didn't do the live. Uh, various. Yeah, my, my life is a toilet. So, <laughs> there's just had, we just had a lot of admin to do. I was back in the UK for like 24 hours yesterday sorting fucking visa stuff when we spoke. And we were supposed to do live on the Monday. There was shit that got in the way of that. And there was something the week before we got in the way of that. Just a lot of bad fucking admin stuff. So apologies for not doing an episode. But we're back. Annoyingly, during that period, I, I I feel like lots of things happened that we could talk about, but we've kind of, I think we've been overtaken by events a little bit now. So, yeah. Um, how are you, Hugh? My, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, before you I start. Asked me, you asked me and then give a, didn't give a fuck about my answer. Well, so I, I know ask, you didn't yeah. care about the question in the first place. Not anyway. really. I mean, like, I saw Hugh physically yesterday. I was, I was sat next to him. Yeah, it's a fucking great experience. Um, yeah, if you're watching this, apologies for the fact that I look like I'm somewhere nice and he looks like he's in some Welsh dungeon. But uh, accurate, if you're just accurate. listening, yeah. Accurate. Some of the visitors to my home would describe it as that. Depending <laughs> on their with, experience. Were they visited with consent? Well, actually, they wouldn't describe it that. They're all dead now. They're dead. They're, they're under the floor, bud. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, I'm sure there's some interesting stuff that's happened that we've like we've missed out on. But uh, I think we're going to start with this Elon thing, aren't we? Well, explain when you, what you mean when you say Elon thing. Okay. So, I think it was 2018. Elon, um, there's like, you know, shareholder meetings and whatever talking about uh, his compensation package, but down the line. Now, you have to bear in mind that his Tesla at the time was in the toilet. Tesla's fucked. He came on board, um, and there's a, there was a, a checklist of things that if he could turn the, you know, the company around, and you can, people who are Tesla nerds and Tesla stock nerds will sort of roll her eyes at some of this maybe but if you could the actual like sort of the reality of tesla but if you can turn the the tesla stock around and the company around then he would get a significant um compensation package which i thought top of my head i think it's like 50 or 50 odd billion um and over the period of like then until now he's done exactly that i think he's something like 600 timed um the share price is significantly more. He's, t- he's basically hit all his targets. He's done everything that he ha- was required to do in order to get this compensation package. And what happened the other day was a judge intervened. And let, let bear in mind, you know, they, everyone's agreed to this. So everyone is on board with this. Everyone involved with the company, the share, shareholders, the board, all that, they're all down with this happening. So it's been agreed. It's fucking it's a thing. 
a judge intervened the other day and said that um, he can't have it. Reasons. One, were, one of the reasons was that the people who okayed it um, are under his influence. The other one was it can't be proved that it was just Elon that did it. And the other one was basically just, it's just unfair. There's too much money. So, yeah. So that's the sort of case. Have I, have I missed anything for Kevin up there? Let me know. Yeah, 55 billion. 55 billion, yeah. Yeah, there were, there were 55 billion. Um, it was, so there were 12 francs, right? And the 12 francs of payments to him were performance based, and it was, they were 1% of, I think, 1%, 1% increase in his shareholding each time, I think it was, 1%. And uh, he would only get that 1% in each branch if he hit, if Tesla hit the performance, right? And in order, in order for that to be approved, that performance, those performance bonuses to be approved, the suggestion is, you know, the, the board has to approve it, right? And then the shareholders have to approve it. The shareholders approved it, right? That which means not every single one. Yeah, that's great, but most of them. Whatever the quorum the the board requires for child to say yeah, which is normally just about fifty percent of it, they said yeah. Um, the lawsuit came from one individual and yep. one trust. The one individual only held nine shares. Was it not? Was it nine? I thought it was nine. six. No, no, okay, oh, maybe, no, I'm sure it's nine. I read it this morning, it's nine. Right? Okay. Nine shares. And the other trust was a pension fund trust. It's not something like that. Like that. Yeah. Uh, who lodged it? And the, yeah, and the complaint was, I think one of the things you said there was, um, well, one of the complaints was that it wasn't explained to the shareholders how easy it would be to meet the target. These, yeah, these, these, these 12 milestones, how easy it would be. Now, I don't know if they were easy or hard, right? They were described, they were described as, um, they were described by the board as challenging but attainable. Maybe they were pissed easy. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but either way, they, they, were, they weren't, the, the argument from these two complainants or plaintiffs was like, yeah, they, it, it wasn't explained how easy they'd be. The insinuation is that they must have been easy. I don't know, right? It doesn't say that. Um, and the, the judge, one of the things that the judge said, which you touched on just now, is that must basically, for all intents and purposes, had control of the board in this instance. Not generally has control of the board, but where this, these milestone payments and performance agreement was, was concerned. He had control of the board, and the reason he had control of the board was through his personality and business influence in the world, right? Now, one, those two things are extremely subjective, right? And two, also, totally fucking normal. Like, yeah. there's, there's a board there, right? I'm just playing devil's advocate with the board there. In other circumstances, maybe in other things, there's members on that board who are on that board for a reason. 
subject matter experts in certain things. Maybe a couple of them are just on there because they're loaded and they've got some influence, funny enough, right? But in other circumstances for other decisions, there are other people on that board who have influence. It's why you have boards, right? It's to allow not one individual to basically rule the roost in situations like that. It doesn't work very well. We know this. It doesn't work very well when you have one person at the top and no one is checking him or her before they wreck themselves, right, or the business. Right. So I, I like that whole, oh, yeah, the, his personality and influence influence the board. I, I understand the point. I also think that board is fully aware of that, right? And Tesla, in part, will be successful as it is because of the board, because they don't let Elon do what the fuck he wants. Elon may not want to do what the fuck he wants all the time. I doubt he does, which is why he's got a board, right? Um, Delaware, apparently, is known for being really good for corporations. Hmm? Really corporation-friendly. Favorable rates of tax, not, which is why you get so many, which is why you get so many uh, big, uh, so many companies incorporate themselves in Delaware. But <laughs> this is the court case. It does seem a bit unusual. Hmm? You've got these two, you've got these two plaintiffs. They may legit plaintiffs to, to raise this case. So probably. Probably the the one guy who had the nine shares, I'd argue I he he probably isn't significantly wealthy, relatively speaking, to the organization which is the other complainant. And it was probably figured by him and they're backing him up in terms of to bring this forward, have the cash, to have the lawyers and all the rest of it. Which is totally, that is also totally normal, right? Legitimate concern. But why is only two though? I don't understand why there's not more. How many shareholders in Tesla? Well it's it, I mean we're, we're kinda of getting in the weeds with it about the details of it. But right. we're not we're not, no, no, that's fine. We're not talking about this because we bum Elon. That's not why we're talking about it. Well, that's not why I've brought it up anyway, and I think it's it's sort of relevant. Like, Elon is currently, if you look at the US in general, they're sort of, you know, they're, the people who are running uh, the US, currently that administration. I'm not a fan of Elon. I'm not a fan of him. Just the same way that they're not a fan of fucking Big Donald. The fucking T man, that madman. And this appears potentially to be just another way of attacking Elon because they don't like the fact of what he's doing with Twitter. And they know that Tesla, like, did, for people who don't, who don't know, like, people think there's a lot of people who think Tesla is all smoke and mirrors and the share price shouldn't be as high as it is. It's all fucking. Like you know, even though he has, he's like he's delivered this stuff. They did, people just think Tesla would go to zero at some point. There's lots of people who think that. Um, so it looks like a, just a, an Elon success story, and I think it's just it appears maybe to be people using the legal system against someone they don't like again. Just the same way that you know, you know. The all the stuff going after Trump, similar thing, maybe. That's the that is possible. I mean, I think that's what Elon thinks anyway. He did a vote, and yeah. he? he did a vote saying, "Right, should we just fuck Delaware off and move to Texas?" So that he's doing that now. Tesla are going to reincorporate in uh, Texas. With me, did about. With me, did about. Just the way he does this shit. He he put it on Twitter, he put it on X, and said, "Should we?" He basically slagged Delaware off, didn't he? He said, don't incorporate in Delaware. He talked about the case, and he was like, right, should we 
Should Tesla just go to Texas instead? Yeah, but yeah, but immediate, yeah, but hang on a minute. You know, but, there's an immediate problem with that process. Immediate problem. So Musk on Twitter, of which most of people who use X, they would be on the positive side of things. Yeah, but he knows of, that, doesn't he? He I knows know, that. That's I why know, he's put I it know. on. He knows he's going I, to do right. it. Yeah, yeah, it's right, just yeah, it's yeah, the performance yeah, aspect yeah, of it yeah. and going, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, he's using the, the, the fucking, he's using what he has. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I was, yeah, I mean, I was got, yeah, you're right. I was thinking. It's not like he's going, oh, shit, the public said no, I can't do it now. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I was going to say, yeah, I was, I was being a moron there and thinking, oh, yeah, actually went on there to go and you get a decision, but knowing that it would be, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say, see, the one thing you could say it is law for that, they're targeting Elon and similarly targeting Trump for different, for different reasons, right? Well, yeah. Not too different, but you could also think this is also equally likely to be just one of those situations where it's, it's, a, it's a court case where you sort of surprise, mildly surprised the outcome, but equally, not that unusual. It's shit for it's shit for Elon. It could have happened ten years ago. This kind of thing probably did happen ten years ago in a different circumstance. But because it's Elon, we're immediately inclined to think lawfare. They're out to get him. Maybe, yeah. But think about the message it sends. So if you are somebody, so we, we see the Western decline currently, don't we? There seems to be this deindustrialization. Just general, you've just got to stay where you are. Don't push forward. Don't, you know, it's similar to the accelerationism versus deceleration thing we spoke about in an episode that never got broadcast. <laughs> I can't remember why. But there's there's two sort of. Um, oh, yeah. Your brain was blowing. You weren't happy. It was really yeah, so morning. It was, it was, yeah, I was, I, I was being a fucking retard on this thing. So, yeah. Um, I think we're saying retard again now, by the way. Twitter said so. So I'm going to say it. In his, in his true sense, yes. Did you ever stop? No, not really. But apparently that, that's, a, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's using it in its, in its true sense. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so there's people who want to push forward and accelerate and go, right, let's use technology the best we can and just, just let's just try and excel. And, you know, the thing that's driven human nature forever and why we are here, let's just go boom and go with that. And there's people who are like, no, we need to stay here. And a lot of the stuff is about, you know, green issues and all that stuff. Anyway, one of the things that we know drives innovation and companies like Tesla, SpaceX, all the things that Elon is into. How far can we go? Fuck it, let's just do this. Let's 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 push the boundaries. The way the people who are running those companies and being innovative and pushing. They need compensation. They need, a, you know, there is there a financial incentive? Because like Elon doesn't need money. Guy's got cash money, but he, he's not a boats and hose guy. If Elon gets that stuff, Elon's going to put it back into other companies that are, you know, aligned with his interests and, you know, push forward. If Luckily, we, that is what he wants to do. So if you then take away that sort of thing, that incentive and go, well, actually, you might work your ass off for five years and we're now going to normalize the fact that the compensation packages that you've been incentivized with, you might not get them at the end of the time. If you normalize that as a thing, that is not good. Well, one of the defenses for um, him 
to retain that care package yeah. was that they brought up the like the the motivation <clears throat> of the board to agree to it, and they would have had a say in like what the figures were. Maybe they were higher than what the figures. I don't know. But one of the reasons was is that because um, by one of the positive things of bringing these tranches and the performance bonuses for Elon was that it would ensure his focus and alignment with the Tesla strategy and what the shareholders want. It would get his attention, right? Yeah. Because like you just said, he's a fucking baller when it comes to money. Like he's got the money, right? He doesn't need it. So in order to, if they had a concern about, is he going to be focused on this or is he going to be off in his SpaceX yet? Are we not yeah. going to get the attention? We have six like, companies. Yeah, let's make sure we get we get the attention we want, and that means we need to incentivize in a way that's like ramp the fucking cash up to make some things. And they also might have thought that that's one of the defenses for how much it was, because one of the arguments yeah. was this is shitloads more than than someone else would get equally, and it's also shitloads more than his previous performance, because him getting performance bonuses is not unusual, like in yeah. Tesla. It's also shitloads more than the previous agreement. And the argument was, yeah, it's shit loads more because we need to keep the fucking focus. And this is mayhem at the minute, the world's mayhem. And, you know, he's, he pulled in a, a thousand different places. We want him, as shareholder on the board, focused on Tesla as much as needs to be, pay him the cheddar. Yeah, but it's also possible that they thought he might not do it anyway. Yeah. Because you know, I remember Tesla was in, I think the share price was so fucking stupid. It might, I don't know if it's worth Googling, but I'm sure it was like $60 or something. Mm. Share price was I, crap. Hey, Elon would have set Elon Elon would have if Elon's got any brains, which he obviously has, right? Elon would have set the targets and if he and this is the way I would think, I am not gonna agree <clears> to <throat> targets I know I can't hit. Like I would agree I would only agree to targets if I thought in my head seventy five seventy seventy five percent chance of hitting you know what it's like negotiation. You you I want an easy target. I'm gonna make them think it's a lot harder than what it is. It's just fucking normal. Like, oh yeah, yeah, oh maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's gonna be hard, I'll try and achieve it. I wanna get that money. Meanwhile I'm thinking yeah. I'm probably gonna achieve it unless something goes pair it. Well I'm sure he it. thought that. But I'm talking about the board. The board yeah, maybe thought he wouldn't do it. So yeah, fine, yeah, he's yeah. not gonna do it anyway. Yeah. You know. So but yeah, that I think it's relevant, not because it's like poor Elon is not getting his cash. I think it's it's relevant because it it is another push to de-incentivize people to be doing the kind of innovative and on the edge, push forward, accelerationist type things. If you are going to disincentivize like that sort of capitalist thing, you know, obviously capitalism has its faults, but it does build things generally. It has in the past anyway. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea. And you also, so you're normalizing this de-acceleration thing. Are you also normalizing the fact that actually, if we're correct about the lawfare thing, you can be attacked with using the certainly in the US, you can be you can have the law used against you because you are going against um, what the ruling you know power don't well, what they want. You're going against what they want. That's not isn't something that is that should be normalised. You know, he's not Elon's not doing anything illegal in that case, is he? He's just got a lot of money, and some people go, I don't think that's right. I don't know. It's a, I don't like the sort of the vibe of it more than anything, and that's kind of why we're talking about it. So yeah, yeah that's it. Um, okay, yeah, we don't like. 
let me just like we'll finish with just the the Elon my views on Elon. I don't necessarily think Elon's a good guy. I think you know we, we talk about him a lot, and I think it, some people think we probably fucking bum him. That's not for me personally. That's not the case. I just think currently Elon is in, Elon is interested in Elon's things, and currently Elon's things are aligned with me personally. What I think is probably a good thing. And that's the only reason I'm interested in him. You know, he does scare the, the everything app idea he has. This turning X into the everything app where absolutely everything's gone through there. I think there's every chance that down the line that becomes some sort of digital ID, payment, hell, CDBC, UBI fucking nightmare, or at least involved in that. And I don't like the fact that it's all centralised one, um, one character and his sort of business. If Elon decides to either sell any of these things or Elon just goes, right, it's time to be evil, Elon, we'll be fucked. But currently, this is where we are. Yeah, yeah. it's a good point on the on on, <clears throat> the, on the Trump thing. It's like, it's a good point. We're not fucking Trump and, and Elon bombers. And I've had this conversation, particularly around, about Trump, somewhere quite recently, uh, where... You, you know, we say something, or I'll say something in an opinion about how Trump has been dealt with in, I don't know, well, fucking whatever, whatever, yeah. while they go, whatever you want to talk about. And the immediate assumption is, is that you are defending Trump. They are, I'm defending Trump, and I'm a fan of Trump. No, 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 that's not. It's like Trump is part of the circumstance of trying to demonstrate the problem. With and like the thing is with Trump and Elon is that they are very obvious, very visible, um, outspoken as well, but very, very visible people in the public eye, very influential with power, who are who are not towing the line of everyone else. They're they're not like the, the Trump isn't a political seat. I think obviously not. Biden political seat. Hillary Clinton political seat. Every fucking one else, right? That you can think of. A seat. Elon also is not in the business world, right? It's in terms of CEOs, another one of those just toe the line. I'll stay within my fucking, I'll stay within my, uh, the boundaries with the image within which people expect me to stay. And, uh, I'll just say the nice things, say the sound bites and run the business. I'm supposed to do it and, and, and toe the line. He's not one of those people, right? And the reason I say that is it means that by seeing these two people very visible, very obvious, and very outspoken, so you can get a, uh, uh, so you get, you get, to, uh, fucking hell, especially with Musk being charged of a social media platform, you get to, you get to see, um, how they perceive themselves to be getting mistreated sometimes or dealt with, right? And you can, it's very obvious to see this situation where it's, it's like, um, you know, like when you get a, an, uh, a bunch of ants, you get that fucking army of ants marching through. You throw an imposter in there. You throw some other fucking animal in there. All the ants swarm on this thing they don't like because it's different. It's different. That's what I see this is like a lot of the time. Now, the, the, the decision with Musk on this court case, maybe it is like that, maybe it's not. I'm, I'm, it remains to be, well, I say it remains to be seen. We don't know at the minute. But with those in general, that's what it's like. They aren't towing the line. They aren't normal. They're like imposters who are, but they're succeeding in a world where everyone else is different and wants them to behave in a different way, towing the line. And they're not doing it. And so 
when I talk about Musk or when I talk about Trump in this way, I'm not defending them. I'm attacking the situation that that uh, that they exist in and it shouldn't shouldn't happen, like you said. It's like a decentralized thing. A decentralized the uh, deceleration thing. I mean madness just the term is negative. It just insinuates negativity because it's not good. It's not, it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. So it's just uh but yeah, it's a good point in Trump on Musk. And that's and that's also the problem with it. It's people are afraid, I think, to say to comment on these situations. We do, but we kind of don't give a fuck. We, and I may suffer the consequences at some point, right? But um, <laughs> but it but we do, but people are afraid to say anything on the situation because the stigma is attached to Musk or Trump, particularly Trump. Particularly mm-hmm. Trump. And I understand why the stigmas are attached to it, right? But people are afraid to do it, which kind of um, means that the situation can go on a bit longer than what it should. However, people yeah. seem to be people. People seem to be. I, I, you see it. And it's a bit of a cliche. All people are waking up to it. I think it's true. Well, yeah, it's true. that's only that's only because more people. Basically, both of those people there, no matter what you think of them, they're both characters with they're both they both have character and they're both leaders in some way they're not yes men they you know they are themselves you know what i mean they're openly themselves you see them i'm sure and everyone plays a character to a certain extent but more than most people you see them and is it's like i've opened that thing about integrity in one of those pieces of while ago like it's, it, you people would rather deal with Someone who has that, I'm not, I'm not saying this massive levels of integrity with Trump, but what I'm saying is, if you know a snake is a snake, you're dealing as a deal with it, you can deal with it quite happily as a snake. It's like, yeah, like I know loads of people like that. Like, I know this guy is like, I know there's turdness here, but I know I because I know that I can deal with that thing in an honest way. He's honestly a bit of a snake, so it's fine. I know what I'm dealing with. That's what. I think a lot of people see with Elon and uh, Trump, you know. Um, but yeah, it's the the issue is it's been normalised, like you said, that you can't even mention these people, particularly Trump, like you say. You can't even mention the guy because it, it's automatically, oh, right, you're in that box now. You're in that gang. Oh, you're one of those people. And there will be a host of other bullshit that gets thrown on top of you. Because you go, well, Adam, I thought that was all right what he did. So I, I agree with that. It's like, what? Bruh. But that, that has been normalized, um, which is the issue. It goes the other way as well, too, though. Like, I, was on a conversation, I was having a conversation um, last week. Funny enough, with a HR person. And, um, and we were talking about the rainbow flag, right? And we were talking about what that means internally for for companies who have, you know, like a, an ERG internally, which is I don't know to to support and and show advocacy for people who are LGBTQ plus trans, lesbian, gay, all the rest of it, right? Non-binary, all the rest of those things internally, right? Which I don't see a problem with internally. I don't see a problem with it. Um, but. The, the thing is, is that with the rainbow flag, as just one example, that doesn't just have a meaning internally for people. That has a meaning externally for people, depending on what you perceive the rainbow flag to mean. So in the same way, if you talk about, like, you can talk you can talk about Trump in a not negative way, 
right? I'm not even saying positive in a not negative way. And someone else could perceive you to be far-right extremist incorrectly, right? And in the same way, you could wear a fucking rainbow flag lapel badge out and about in your jacket. Maybe because you have it at work, right? Just because of what internally, the ERG internally, you can wear that out and about. And someone who sees that could incorrectly assume you are, in inverted commas, woke, far left. Yeah, the incorrect. Um, so it can go, it can go both ways. It does happen both ways. And it, and that is, and, 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 but I think that is, that is, that situation shouldn't exist. You know, and it, but it's, I think that's created by the whole, you know, polarization thing we haven't talked about for ages. The whole, whole polarization put you with the, with the want, the need for the elite. I hate using that term because it sounds conspiracy But when I say the elite, I mean people who, not necessarily all working together, but people who have the most power and influence in this world, anywhere, any country, any vocation, political, business, right? Um, their, their, their desire to keep us in boxes, polarized. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I mean, you know, you and I have different views on the whole ERG thing, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you, again, back to the point, the perception of ERGs from the outside is different to the perception of ERGs from the inside. And that varies from business to business, organization to organization. Uh, anyway, went off on a slight tangent there. but Yeah, that's cool. Okay, you wanted to talk about that article, didn't you? The we can article do, we can do. Yeah, I saw it pop up with timeline and Rogan shared <coughs> it. It's actually in the Telegraph and it's that. So people probably may not have read the article, but the article is, the article's not worth much salt, really, either. You need to go, I need to go to the study. But the article headline um, was Carbon footprint of homegrown food is five times greater than those grown conventionally. The study found individual garden infrastructure responsible for increased levels of CO2. Uh, tomatoes. And then there's a picture of a lady in, a, in an allotment and it says tomatoes and asparagus. The caption is tomatoes and asparagus were among the best vegetables to grow in allotments according to the study. Now, I just, I've only just seen that caption and I've already read the article. And so just on that, that was the, the, clip, the, the image share with the caption and the headline. Now, that's just that sharing of that is disingenuous because in the article itself, it said asparagus. Is it asparagus? Was it asparagus? I think it said asparagus is one of the worst things to uh, to import or grow. Oh no, to grow because of the way you get the seeds. Anyway, anyway, going back to it. Sorry, going back to it. <laughs> Carbon footprint of homegrown food is five times greater than those grown conventionally. No, it's fucking not. No, it's not. And when you read the article, um, when it's referring to the survey and uh, the research, the reason I'm saying the article is not much salt because the article is cherry picking information. From the research, the actual research in the article on, on the, I think, the University of Michigan state today. The research was done, the study was done all over the world, including the UK, US, Canada, other places. And they're cherry picking things in there to, uh, to paint different pictures. When you read the article, it kind of says it's depending on how you do things and what you're growing, homegrown or urban grown, so allotment or in your garden or something else like that is about the same as if you buy it in. Um, from a shop or whatever, which 
I don't think that's the leader. I think homegrown mm-hmm. is a lot better. Um, and it, and I mean, I'll let you comment in a minute on why this fucking article exists. But uh, if you just consider, let's consider you're gonna you you go and buy a bag of carrots from the shop, right? Now, I know the, the full carbon, the full life cycle carbon footprint of that bag of carrots does not just include. The farmer grows them, harvests them, then takes them in, washes them off, puts them in a truck, and then they get delivered to the supermarket. Obviously, the super boiling that down. The carbon footprint of those carrots includes everything from the carbon footprint required to make the machines that take the fucking carrots out of the ground, the carbon footprint required to make the fuel, right? That powers those machines. And you can say the same about the, the logistics moving the, moving the carrots to and from. Supermarkets, the suppliers, uh, the uh, the warehouses, whatever that, whatever, right? And then you've got the you've got the carbon footprint of the pesticides required to to treat the soil and that like agricultural land where the carrots are grown. Like this is they don't they, when they do these carbon like these full life cycle carbon footprint things. I'm saying about cherry picking things. So I want to I want to read the the actual research myself, but. Now, that's carrots when you grow, grow buy them from a shop. Now, think about the ones you, you grow in your garden. Well, there's no fucking trucks involved. There's no machinery involved. The only, like, logistics involved is getting the seed of the carrot. Yeah, seed, or whatever the fuck they are. I've never grown carrots. To the shop, right? When you go and buy them. Now, that's a lot easier than getting carrots to the shop. So you go buy the seeds. You drive to the you drive to the shop to get the seeds, there's carbon footprint, and you go and plant them. But the point is, there's none of that involved. And, and so when you look at the, uh, you look at that article, and which people will just go, people will literally, it's kind of the excuse people need, right, or people would like, who are on the fence with whether they think they should be buying locally or growing their own stuff or not, whether whether big big supermarkets are bad for the environment and whether they could be able to sustain themselves or not. Is it worth the effort of going to doing this thing that people say, grow your own as much as you can, it's better for you, it's better for your independence, better for a bit of sovereignty, it's better for the environment. The kinds of ones that are on the fence, read his article and go, well, I'm not going to bother. You've gone to the supermarket and, and sort of get boxed into still being beholden to that whole industry. Well, they don't fucking need to be. They don't need to be. Just a bullshit article. It annoys me. It's been put together in a bullshit way. I need to read the uh, I need to read the actual paper because I reckon when you read the actual paper, it will paint a clear picture that homegrown, homegrown, not yeah maybe allotments is better in general than buying from the supermarket. It's like a no-brainer. Am I going mad, or is it obvious that this is bullshit? No, you're not going mad, but I think in a way you've kind of fallen into the trap of discussing something that isn't. Like, it's not the real issue. It's not why the article's been written, is it? Go on, So the assumption of that article is that your carbon footprint really matters. That's what it's all based around, that that is a really Point. important thing. So that's what we're, the whole all the discussion will be about, oh, shit, you know, that the data doesn't reflect that. It's, it's not about that at all. The article is written. The point of it is to say, you shouldn't be growing your own food. That, that's what it's about. It's about yeah. you being independent. So there's a there's a Buddhist phrase about mistaking the finger for the moon. 
And that's basically what this is. People are arguing about the fucking the shape of the finger when actually the moon is the is the real reason that people just don't they want you to be holding to outside agencies to supply food for you. And that's not saying, you know, we obviously support, support farmers and things like that. Uh, and the, the gap between you and your food, if you're getting it from someone else, should be as small as possible. But that whole article is not about it. So you go around the fucking houses talking about carbon fucking data and whatever, when, you know, maybe that doesn't really matter at all. And they also want you to be obsessed with your carbon footprint because we know that down the line, and these things exist already, your personal carbon footprint is going to be tracked via fucking, yeah, you probably your banking app. All sorts of, you know, it'll all be connected. They want you to care about your carbon footprint. And I couldn't give a fuck about it. I don't care. Do not care. Because I, I, I know it's just something I'm supposed to be scared of. You know, and that's not me saying burn the world. But I just know that the thing that they're telling me is the, is the, the issue and the fix for me burning the world is bullshit. Anyway, yeah. So it's about disincentivizing you from food security, your personal food security. That's the. I haven't I haven't seen Rogan talk about it. I haven't seen that episode, but uh, yeah, don't fall for this bullshit. Don't fall for this bullshit. They're... I don't know if I don't care about the carbon footprint, right? And if we okay. can say that, I need to think more on it. But because okay. I definitely care, I definitely think that we should minimize energy wasted. Okay. Not consumption, but minimise energy wastage, be more efficient with it, or be as efficient with it as we can when we can, and minimise waste, like physical waste, as mm-hmm. much as we can when we can, and minimise non uh, the use of non-biodegradable stuff, right? Minimise it where we can. I definitely yep. think those things, right? Now, I need to think about why I think those things. So the, the, the physical waste is an obvious one think about and the non-biodegradable is an obvious one to think about because you've only got a certain amount of space that shit takes up space it takes a long time to decompose even the biodegradable stuff can take some time and we don't want to be living in a shit heap we live in an island after all in the uk we don't want to be living in a shit heap where there's uh seagulls are sitting there and everything because there's because there's rubbish well, stuff everywhere that you can't we've already solved there. that problem haven't we because you know what happens to half the people cycling stuff we ship it off to China. Africa. goes to Africa. Africa. Is it? Yeah, yeah. goes to Africa. Most of it goes to Africa and gets picked through there for fucking whatever. Tons of it. Mm. It's a scam. It didn't take much to look at to, to find out. Well, that, hang on. Oh, so it goes, Africa, it, goes to... it goes to Africa and what? Why is it a scam that it goes there and it gets picked through? Well, it's, gets, it's just a... How is shipping our rubbish that we could deal with here how is shipping that off to Africa? What's the carbon footprint of shipping all that shit to Africa? Well, you can't so deal with in... non, but you can't deal with plastics here. Or what are you going to do with plastics if you can't recycle them? Why can't you recycle them? Because a lot of the plastics you can't recycle. There's this thing that you can't. You can rec- you can recycle soft plastics. You can't recycle hard plastics. So there's a proportion okay. that you can't do, right? So how how does shipping them to Africa solve that problem then? Because well, I'm just saying. If they've got a way, hang on. If they've got a way to do it there, as in recycle the stuff, get rid of it, landmass, 
where it can degrade, it can decompose over a thousand years, not impact them, right? Because they've got more space than what we have, then good for us. What are you putting that face for? But because that does that solve the actual problem? It solves it for the UK. But if we're all in this together on this one planet, fucking bullshit. If you if you basically if you're going if you're following that line of argument that you are, as mm. a, a environmentalist and somebody who cares about carbon footprint and all that stuff, <clears throat> moving the problem to some place that's poorer than us, and so we don't have to think about it, isn't solving the problem, is it? That's exploiting people over there. Yes, they're going to get paid to pick through it and get the little bits of metal out and whatever. That's jobs over there. Maybe they fucking love that. I don't fucking know. Maybe they do. But that doesn't solve the problem, does it? And if you actually mm. care about solving the problem and you get all fucking you know, teary-eyed about the problem, that's not solving it. It's just moving it out your fucking out your eyesight. You can't see it. That's when I was saying it's a scam. That's what I meant. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're talking about how you describe the, whether you care about your carbon footprint there. You basically just described just being sensible and efficient. Yeah. And of course, you should be sensible and efficient. But I don't really get fully what that no, has to what, do with your individual. No, because but, uh, what, it's the why, right? Why, why is it important to be more efficient with your energy? Right? Take put off the side, right? Because obviously, the more energy I use, I don't at home. More energy I use at home, more more expensive it's going to be for me. But why? That's that's not why I think you should be more efficient with your energy use. It's one of the small reasons, but I don't. I, it doesn't seem to me that's the main reason. The reason I say I'm not sure why I think about carbon footprint because I don't know why all these things that we link to carbon footprint. I don't know why I think these things. So why should we more? Why should I? Why do I think we should, we efficient as efficient as we can with energy use? And I think maybe that's just down to weight. My my the ingrained thing that waste isn't good. Wastage yeah. isn't good because it's not efficient. And maybe that is just down to like human, uh, what's the word? Not intuition, in, instinct that, you know, waste is bad. Yeah. In the fucking caveman days, waste is bad. Consume everything you can um, because uh, you don't know when your next meal is going to be. <laughs> it could be yeah. as basic as that. You know, I think... Uh, well, probably most people don't like waste at some level. And that's, that's evident in the way I went through decades and, you know, and and, uh, and things like that. So, you know, finish all your food. Don't it's leave kind that of common away. sense. People in Africa kind of common sense. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah. But I, just, I think the, the idea of your personal carbon footprint is designed purely to guilt you into acting a certain way. You know what I mean? And mm. I do not, the people, the problem with all of this is when you actually look into most of this stuff, the, the, the methods of solving the problems that we are, that we're told that we have aren't the most effective ways of doing it. So if you're telling me X is a problem, not fucking Twitter X, but like if this is a problem, we need to solve this problem. A lot of the time, there's a way of solving the problem. But the way this, of solving the problem is not being used. The way that's solving the problem is by me having to do so with my life that puts boundaries on it. And I'm like, well, why am I doing this 
because you, the people who are telling me to do this, most of the time aren't doing it. You're not living through like an example. You're not like saying, no, this is so important that I'm doing it. You must follow me. Most of those people aren't doing that. Here is a here is problem number one. I'm telling you, this is what you have to do to fix it. And I'm saying, hang on, this other thing here fixes it, or at least fixes it better than the, the idea that you're coming up with. Why aren't we doing that? And there's always a reason why we can't do it. And I actually have to sit on my hands and, and negatively impact my life. And obviously, that sounds very selfish. And to an extent, I suppose it is. But it's just, it's the it's the lack of honesty that winds me up about it. You know what I mean? Because we, we know that all the people who are telling us to, to change our lives, the vast majority of them, are just balling it still. The mm. rules don't apply to them in quite the same way. You know what I mean? It's like, if you really fucking care, you do it. When I see you doing it, maybe I'll do it. Lead by example. You're not. You're just telling me I have to do it. So, yeah. But that, but that ties into the whole acceleration versus deceleration thing. The thing is that strikes me with the deceleration. Uh, in fact, everything, sorry, everything that we talk about, where we talk about the globalist and the elites and the World Economic Forum and all the rest of it, is that it's not really global. Like China and Russia do their own thing. And when I think about the, I just remembered that I thought this in the past and looked it up. It's like, or considered it. It's that when you think about the carbon footprint reduction, all the rest of it. Look, look at what China and Russia are doing. Surely, if it was that significant an issue, right, they have the same levels of expertise as what we do, like scientists and all that. They do. Maybe at the maybe at the very height, like the fucking uh, Hawkings of the world, and and that. Maybe they don't have at the very tip. I don't know. Who knows? But you know, on those sort of edge, those edge pieces. But generally, you have to assume that they have the same ability to assess the future of the climate and the future of uh, the world in terms of carbon impact and all the rest of that that we do. But why aren't, so why aren't they as concerned as what the West is, right? Which means that one of us is wrong or one of us is taking the wrong path for the wrong reasons, you know, like being led down it for the wrong reasons, like which mm -hmm. is what you think or we think is the case, right? You know, look at China, right? So the point I'm making is China do make some noises when it comes to reduction of um, reduction of emissions and stuff like that. When I hear some noises, they say some of the right things at the right events and and uh, and, and you know these and summits and stuff like this. Just to, mm -hmm. but I think that's just a, we're going to say the words out of our mouth that you want us to say so yep. we can get this deal, this bargain, this X, Y, or Z, right? But China. China's new coal power spree continues as more provinces jump on the bandwagon. Coal, pa coal power continues to expand in China despite the government's pledges and goals. In the first half of 2023, construction was started on 37 gigawatts of new, new coal power capacity. 52 gigawatts was permitted, while 41 gigawatts of new projects were in that blah, 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 gigawatts. Fuck off. Too much for me to say this time in the morning. Uh, after permitting this free of the past year, China now has 243 gigawatts of coal 
coal-fired capacity currently permitted and under construction. If the permitting rush is not stopped until projects that are currently announced are in pre-permit stages of game permits as well, there'll be a total of fuck off gigawatts. China is still building. Most of the new projects don't meet the central government's requirements for meeting new coal. The provinces building most new coal aren't using it to support the correspondingly large build-out of clean energy. Okay, got it. Oh, so they, all right, got it. The majority of projects are in provinces that have no shortage of generating capacity to meet demand peaks, and most new project locations already have more than enough coal power to support existing and planned wind and solar capacity. This shows there is no effective enforcement of the policy of policies limiting new project permitting. That's my point. They're saying the word and the noises. We've got these policies. <laughs> They're doing nothing, nothing to bring them in. So, and and they are opting to have coal-powered, coal-powered power, coal-generated power, coal power over fucking renewables. I wonder why that is. Because yep. it's what we need. Yep. It's what we need. Renewables can't provide the same quality of power as what coal can. Now, quality, I don't mean the quality of a gigawatt, but you, you can't power a fucking ship. You can't power a fucking ship off renewables. Yeah. I think it's the, with, with the whole renewables thing, I'm sure we touched on this before, but like, I'm not sure, but I think there's certainly a, there'll be a, a portion of the our audience who aren't aware that if you build a huge field of renewables, so whether that's solar or whether that's you know, fucking, I don't know, tidal or wind, most primarily. That stuff is intermittent. Wind doesn't, but certainly in the UK, that stuff's intermittent. It's incredibly hard to store any energy. The capacity there just isn't there. The further away it is the, those places are from where it's generated to where it's needed or where to potentially they try and store it, that's a fucking issue. If it's a long way, you're going to lose load. It's not efficient. But also, because it's intermittent, you need to have the capacity in the grid so that it doesn't just go down. You so can you, store it. You, you yeah, can well, not, in, not you so can, you can you store can, it. You not can tap you can into immediately it. available energy. Yeah. So yeah. If, it's, if the wind ain't blowing, that power needs to come from fucking coal power, some other nuclear power, some other way of doing it. So building this huge, a huge fucking field of windmills means you also have to build the other stuff. It's yeah. not a fucking good idea. Um, well, well, I mean, again, someone will listen to you say that now. They think, oh, he doesn't like renewables, right? I don't think that's the case. I, 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 no, that's not the case. I, I, I'm assuming it's not the case for you. I think renewables should be used where we can use them, right? But I don't think they are the solution for everything. We cannot move to just renewables. We cannot move to just renewables, like you just said. Use them where we can. I remember, yeah, and, and I don't think it's a good idea. Where we can fucking do it. Uh, a good example of this, blow me on trumpet here, putting together the plans for building a hotel at a, um, this is a year ago, at a, at a space infrastructure site, shall we say, and new hotel there. And I looked at some of the maths on, on like what solar panels can provide. And in the hotel, if we, if we, covered the roof and so the available space on the roof in solar panels, it meant that we could power all of the USB sockets in all of the rooms for the whole hotel to the solar panels when the, the power is available from the fucking sun. Why not? 
Yeah, it means you don't have to. You don't have to use something else. The power's there. You're doing it in a different way. You don't have to rely on, you know, your your carbon, your fossil fuel energy. Why, like again, what the fuck else is the roof going to be used for? Do it. Why not do it? But renewables can't fix everything. Like you said, we need to have the fossil fuels in place. I spoke to, I mentioned this to you before. I spoke to a, um, I used to work in the oil and gas industry, right? As you know. And I was on site with a very, uh, I was on site spending time with a, a, was a a very large oil company, like fucking huge oil company, talking to one of the guys there, one of the um, engineers. And he was saying to me that, (laughs) let me boast it, right? But he was saying to me that it is like, uh, it's a really, what do you call those secrets? Everyone knows it. like an open secret. It's like an open secret in that industry, right, for the engineers, that oil will not run out. We won't run out of oil. It's an open secret that it it's being made all the time, right? And yeah, we're using it more now they think we're using more of it per day at the moment getting more about the ground per day at the moment than is being produced but they aren't sure of that that's an assumption and it's an open secret that within the lifetime of the human fucking species the thousands of years to come we aren't going to run out of oil so, like there's no concern there but that's not what and i'm going to just say something like that that is one person right he may be a fucking lunatic it could be total bullshit in all in the balance of probabilities it probably is bullshit but i like it <laughs> right and maybe there's some truth in it maybe there's some truth in it i don't know but you know again it goes back to the oh we run out of oil what okay we're running out of oil all right what are the big organizations and people who have the money and the power to do something about it move away from oil what are they doing i tell you what they're not doing they're not fucking stopping using oil they're still using fucking oil the same on the climate change. I say this one all the time, right? The same on the climate change. The sea levels are rising. Fucking uh, Cape Town's going to be underwater in 10 years, 15 years' time. They'll be saying it for 10, 15 years. Are they? Are they? So, what is it? It's Cape Town, Bangladesh is the other one, I think. It's like four or five really significant cities that apparently were going to be under underwater by 2020 or 2015, whatever it was, and will be soon anyway. Are they really? Are they? Okay. And I say they're not going to be, and that's bullshit. And the evidence I've got in the back of left is companies and businesses, governments are still investing money in those places. If that was really the case, if it was really the case, there'd be a fucking panic going on. Even if it was 20 years time, companies would be pulling out of there. They would have no business there. They'd be pulling out. They would be investing nothing in those places. And yet they still do. It is absolute horseshit when you hear that. Horseshit. Yeah, like for the for me, my my opinion is, I just think we should do the best thing. I don't care about you know, any. I don't know. I, I care less about the sort of people like the renewable stuff. They like all the environmental stuff because it feels nice. It feels like you have the moral high ground, and it's a nice way of doing things. It feels nicer. I just want to do what's best. I want to. I want to do the most efficient thing that makes sense. Like the UK, we have resources that means that we could be pretty much energy independent, but we don't really use them because it's nasty and we have to hit fucking net zero. I mean, I'm sure everyone who listens to this, this 
fucking nightmare of a, a show that we do, will be aware that if we, as the UK, hit all of our fucking net zero targets, so we're carbon neutral, then we basically did fucking green utopia the way that people say that we should be doing. Globally, it makes zero difference because of what China and everybody else, the big producers do, including the US. It doesn't make a difference. And what people are slowly starting to put together now, and I'm glad they are, is that one of the reasons that your life is getting fucking worse in the UK, one of the reasons that you're, you have less money, one of the reasons that generally everything is going tits, is because we're not doing things the best way. Your energy bills are so high because we're buying it off other people. We're investing in this fucking pipe dream of renewables when we don't need to. And if we don't need to, you have to ask, why the fuck are we doing it then? You know, does I think there's a really, I think it was Nick Clegg. When Nick Clegg was the leader of the Lib Dems when they were in coalition with uh, Conservatives when fucking Cameron was PM. There's a video from around that time, you know, and he's basically talking about why they're not building nuclear power stations. And he was just saying that we're not doing it because we have a problem now and they won't be online for, you know, 10, 12, 15 years or whatever. That's now. If we'd have built them then, we'd have them now. And you wouldn't have this problem. Energy, energy security is going to be such a fucking huge thing. It's going to be leveraged against countries massively. Yeah, look at what the US have done with their um, liquid natural gas stuff. Recently, Biden stopped. Uh, well, I don't know. It's, you can you can believe what you want about Nord Stream or whether the Americans did Nord Stream, but there's a huge amount of pressure on Germany now and Europe because of that. It's just going to be having energy security and being independent as much as possible. It's fucking hugely, hugely important. And all the Russian, one of the things about the Russian sanctions state that people don't know, oh, you can't buy Russian gas. If you're like in the West, you're not allowed to buy Russian gas because of the Ukraine sanctions and all that. People are still buying it. They just don't buy it from Russia. They buy it from India and places like that. It's all like, it's all shit to make you think that this like moral high ground world exists when actually none of it's really real. Well, not none of it, but you know what I mean? There's lots of stuff that's completely disingenuous. And if things are being dis if things are disingenuous, you've got to ask, well, why? Yeah. I don't know. It's just not, the whole thing just feels like you're being told one thing to make you act and feel a certain way. And the way you're being asked to act and feel, it's not good for you. It doesn't benefit you. Yeah. That's about an hour. I yeah. Know. But it's like the conversation we're having here, if we'd have had this conversation five years ago, we've been, we've been said that we're absolutely fucking nutbags. And like the people who would listen to this conversation now and uh, be less inclined to think we're absolute nutbags. That the proportion of people is bigger now because people are not 
waking up, things like saying waking up and things like that. I know what you mean. You feel like a, a dick saying it. But it's like there's, a, there's certainly a realisation happening that things have not been done very well and people don't understand why. And is it incompetence or is it not incompetence? Or is it a mix of incompetence and not incompetence? Uh, you know and, that would be, and that would be misled in so many things. Yeah. And it's just so obvious. I mean, you know, I, I hate social media. I wish it just takes a fucking time. But it's one of the things that has allowed this situation to be. Imagine, you know, I, I tell you another thing. Like, I am going to knock off Musk right now. If X wasn't X and it was still Twitter and it wasn't under Musk, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation, I don't think. I mean, we'll be able to. Or I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Because um, it, it would have been, the censorship now would have been to a fucking level far greater than than uh, than it currently is, which is basically minimal on there. I mean, hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyway. 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 Are we gonna do a are we gonna do a live at some point? Do you wanna just do it next month or do you wanna What's um, another your timings? Should we just do it next month? Yeah, I think so. I've got a extremely yeah. busy month, as you know. Yeah. Okay. No, I can do it this month if you want. It's up to you. Let me know. I can do it this month if you want. Roger. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Um as always. Comment. Tell us we're talking shit. Let us know. It, it, the backwards and forwards when you get the comment threads on the posts that we do about this uh, episode of Clips. It is good because it's just an open conversation, isn't it? Open conversation. If you think we're talking shit, tell us. But don't don't just go, Avia. Tell us why. You know what I mean? Just tell tell us fucking why that's the case. Why you think that's the case? Because we might be talking shit. Or maybe you're talking shit. I got checked. I got checked the other week. Yeah. Yeah, I think I said. Oh, wait, oh yeah, the thing is, well, I know what it is as well. I know what it is. And I know. Because I remember when you said it and I went, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> is this the cancer thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you just, you know, I'm, really, I'm glad you said that. That's fucking horse shit. <laughs> it was, yeah, I need to go back and listen to all that fucking thing. It was, uh, oh, yeah. cavemen didn't get cancer. Yeah, thing is, think logically about that. My missus, my missus, um, caveman didn't, didn't get cancer called by nutrition. That's what it is. Yeah, but also, if you look at why you did you say anything, you knob? Because it's funny, be on it. Weak, it's funny. I'm, I'm not weak at all. It's just like I dare your beliefs. I'm happy for you to believe them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, think most cancer. Unless you've got bone cancer, like I said, my missus said this exact thing. Unless you've got bone cancer, most cancer is soft tissue, isn't it? So when you dig up bodies, you can't fucking tell if they've got cancer or not most of the time. If they've had cancer, you can't tell because it's all fucking gone. So you can't, I don't think you can realistically tell when if people yeah, have had cancer. Yeah, I have to Google that. Like, how do they know? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so I, I, that amused me. But well, yeah. I know it doesn't make any sense now. Yeah. Because someone tell fucking checked me on fucking... Discord. Who yeah. was it? Tell... Who was it? I'm going to kick him. I'm going to kick him out of the server. It was a chick, wasn't it? I think it was a chick. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a, it was a, a lady. Oh, it's even worse. A woman correcting a man. <laughs> Good, are you playing off to the stereotype Ooh. now? Oh, yeah, yeah you just fucked it. Long you off. fucked it again. I have to clip that bit now. <laughs>
I, to be honest, I, I did think about doing that because obviously I made the clips of this. For people who don't know, I do all the admin behind this. Hugh turns up in the morning and, and chats shit to me. Like, what's true? I do the admin for this. Yeah, it's true. That was the deal. I'm just a guest, mate. Your I realise I, I realise yeah. that's why you don't get any any fucking money. <laughs> Not that I get a huge amount of money, but you don't get you don't get the little five pounds that probably brews every now and then. Yeah. Um, if we ever actually make any proper money from this, I will give you some. But at the moment, oh, it's literally just brews. So, you know, it's not, it's not worth it. I, I might as well have it. All right. Um, but, yeah. Do you want to go? I'm ready to go. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about? I was going to talk about the admin of uh, when I make the clips. I obviously oh, decided the clips on. I know, just, I just have the clips I'll on. Get so my, it's very, I'll get my violin out. It's very tempting every now and then to, when one of us, if I say something stupid, I could not put out a clip. If Hugh says something stupid, I can put out a clip. So we've got, I should have really put the, you know, the cancer thing. We never used to get cancer in a clip. And I, no, but he, I will, I, I will this week talk no. about you getting angry about a woman <laughs> correcting you. <laughs> You're not putting me under the bus. No, I try not to. I try not to, to put anything too mental in the clips. I've always yeah. had to defend myself once. You released something Late last year, and really? it was yeah, it was something. I I actually messaged you and said, "Good bloke, we did that." Oh, oh, the video. You put a video out where you you put the context of it. I was talking about something, and like I I there's a I had to I had to in the comments where I was getting attacked in the video afterwards. <clears> I had to uh, I had to come and defend myself. Although it was fun. But one of the problems is like Instagram only gives you a minute and a half, so it's very difficult to make a clip because both of us ramble. Neither of us are very concise and eloquent when we speak. So getting a minute and a half for some context and a, something interesting is very, very difficult. Um, and also, the reality is you have to put things, if you want people to comment, you have to put things that people might go, that's bullshit. You have to, you know, it is, it's engagement-based in a way. But I always have to say, when people come back and go, well, that's fucking wrong. I say, well, yeah, watch the full episode. Watch or listen to the full episode and you'll see we we do we are quite good with contextualizing things and caveating when we need to. Yeah. Right, you can go you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Cheers. See you later. Bye bye.